millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So as we all know, boss fights can make or break a video game. Get them right and they can deliver thrilling and creative moments that players won't ever forget. But if you get them wrong, well, they might cause players to quit the game altogether. Now, to be clear, this list isn't simply concerned with ludicrously difficult bosses because, as we all know, challenging boss battles can be tremendously satisfying. But we're looking at boss fights that, through a combination of irritation and dullness, often with a high difficulty thrown in as well, left players feeling defeated and downright miserable. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 terrible boss fights that almost ruined great games. Number 10. The Warden Eternal. Halo 5 Guardians. While Halo 5's campaign is a relatively standard fair exercise for the franchise, it's enjoyable enough for the most part. Except, that is, when you're forced to face off against the game's big bad, the Warden Eternal, three times throughout the story mode. And this wouldn't be so problematic if the Warden wasn't just a generic, featureless antagonist who amounts to little more than a damaged sponge during this trio of repetitive encounters. Players have to attack a weak spot on his back while also keeping the Warden's cronies at bay. And because the only way to ramp things up for the finale is to give us more, the third encounter with the Warden sees the player fighting him in triplicate. Needless to say, it's annoying enough on a manageable difficulty, but if you're brave enough to give the Wardens a go on Legendary, you might want to preemptively invest in a new controller. Were the Warden an interesting villain, or were these engagements cleverly designed, then the ramping wall of difficulty wouldn't be quite so maddening. But ultimately, he reeks of a woefully unimaginative final baddie that was thrown together during the game's infamously rushed development. Replaying Halo 5's campaign already wasn't a particularly tantalizing prospect, but this near enough sealed the deal. Number 9. The Excavator, Batman Arkham Knight Many Batman Arkham fans were left extremely disappointed that Arkham Knight scaled back the series' signature boss fights to the extent that most of the air quotes major encounters in the game couldn't even really be called boss fights. Bafflingly, Rocksteady instead trained their focus on having the player conduct a series of relentless engagements from the discomfort of their Batmobile. The vehicle's inclusion alone was already divisive enough amongst fans, but Rocksteady did themselves no favors by forcing players into one especially infuriating Batmobile boss battle against a giant excavator drill, who was piloted by the Arkham Knight himself. While in theory this could have been a fun, Uncharted-style escape sequence, in reality it's both tedious and intensely difficult due to the confined nature of the tunnels and their maze-like layout. Hitting a single piece of debris is enough to get crushed by the excavator, and the only small solace is the fact that at least the fight is split across a few checkpoints. Still, it's entirely emblematic of Arkham Knight's one big problem, and that is too much Batmobile. Number 8. Lawrence Barrett, Deus Ex Human Revolution 
Now, in fairness, you could list any of Deus Ex Human Revolution's boss battles here, and though there are only four of them in the entire game, they are the antithesis to the core Deus Ex experience, so much so that they nearly derailed the entire game. The boss encounters, all of which were widely panned by fans and critics for their difficulty spikes and lack of stealth options, were actually outsourced to an outside developer due to time constraints, as is painfully evident in the end product. And not one of these fights proves more jarringly infuriating than the first one, if only because it has the element of surprise on players fully expecting to stealth their way through the entire game. But no, the first boss, Lawrence Barrett, shows up and forces players into an action-centric arena-style boss fight. Given that most players weren't expecting such a gamey showdown in Deus Ex of all games, many were left ill-equipped and near unable to actually take the minigun-wielding bullet sponge down. Now, Eidos did eventually fix the bosses for the director's cut, nerfing their difficulty significantly and giving players other options to take them down. Furthermore, the backlash was significant enough that the developer near enough ditched boss fights entirely for the sequel, Mankind Divided. Number 7. Kai Lang, Mass Effect 3 now, depending on who you ask, Mass Effect 3 might have been ruined by its infamous shambles of an ending, though in pure gameplay terms there is one boss fight which left many players putting down the controller and heading off for a long walk to blow off some steam. Your final fight with Kai Lang in the elusive man's office boasts all of the cinematic sheen and intensity that you'd hope for, but it's also a prolonged slog for the most part. For starters, Lang is extremely fast and defending against his close quarters attacks is extremely difficult, what with him being a ninja and all. Yet even if you try to engage him from a distance, he'll inevitably hurl some irritatingly powerful cronies at you. Even downing Leng's shields requires a near-Herculean amount of effort, and actually making it through the battle necessitates a sure mastery of your abilities and team management skills. Despite how cool a villain that Leng was, this was ultimately more frustrating than fun, and put a sizable dent in the game shortly before the ending arrived and really pissed everyone off. Number 6. The Bed of Chaos I mean, just look at it, look at the floor, look at you falling through the floor, and then also look at this quote by the director of the game saying that they made a mistake with this boss battle. You cannot defend this. It is a bad boss. I hate it. I hate it so much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. 
For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number five, Kyohai Jingu. Yakuza Kiwami. The Yakuza franchise is full of tough boss fights, though perhaps none has irritated fans quite so pervasively as Jingu, the penultimate boss in the otherwise brilliant Yakuza Kiwami. For starters, before you even get to him, you have to fight your way through a courtyard filled with goons who just happen to be carrying guns, knives, and <sighs> grenades. And even when you finally reach him, not only have you likely rinsed a ton of your health potions getting through the courtyard, but he fights you with two massively overpowered bodyguards in tow who have guns, knives, and, yes, grenades at their disposal. Even with your inventory stocked out, this is a painful fight. There's not much fun about it, and it's really just an endurance trial that you need to persist through in order to reach the effortlessly superior, and indeed far easier, final boss fight. Number 4. The Black Hand of Sauron Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor is a remarkable game for the most part, best remembered for its innovative nemesis system, whereby the orcs have a persistent hierarchy which changes according to your encounters throughout the game. This wonderfully inventive mechanic makes even the most seemingly ordinary engagement meaningful within the wider context of the player's journey, so it's rather a shame that the game's few actual boss fights just can't even begin to measure up. This is especially crushing in the case of the game's final boss, where you'll briefly face off against the Dark Hand of Sauron in a quick time event, and it's over in 15 seconds. Oh my god, it's bad. It's tough to remember a final boss fight in recent memory that seems so blatantly curtailed due to a rushed development, because after the player spent dozens of hours immersing themselves in this rich world which made routine combat feel worthwhile, was a glorified interactive cutscene ever going to cut it? Short answer, no. Number 3. Lazarevich Uncharted 2 Among Thieves it's no coincidence that the Uncharted franchise has progressively dialed back the relentless action over the years, because as Naughty Dog has matured as developers, they've come to appreciate just how bloody exhausting non-stop action can actually be. As such, the first two Uncharted games in particular were criticised by many for their excessive array of monotonous shootouts, culminating in the second Uncharted game's infuriatingly over-egged final boss battle against the villainous Lazarevich. Gamey even for actual video game standards, the fight takes place in an enclosed area where Lazarevich doggedly pursues you, throwing multiple grenades in your vicinity periodically while you try to explode pustules of blue resin scattered around the area in order to weaken him. He is fundamentally a 
bullet sponge and a depressingly listless one at that for a game that is otherwise crafted with so much artistry and ingenuity. As much as Uncharted 2 reinvented the franchise and redefined cinematic action-adventure games, it also ended on a dispiriting damp squib. Number 2. The Monstrosity Wolfenstein The Old Blood the final boss in Wolfenstein The Old Blood decided to go ultra-old school with an homage to the impossibly ridiculous bullet-spongy bosses from the earlier Wolfenstein games. But in this day and age, a final boss fight where you battle a giant, generic, troll-like monster whose movement is limited to a fixed axis while you run around and try to avoid its hits just is not good enough. A fatal combination of dull and dreadfully difficult, the monstrosity lives up to its name in the worst way possible, and sadly ends an otherwise solid FPS on a total whimper, because last impressions account for a lot. But before we continue on to our number one entry, note that it contains some spoilers for one of the late stage bosses in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And number one, Taron Malakos. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. There are a number of tricky boss fights in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and none more so than Taron Malakos, the corrupted Jedi Master who protagonist Cal encounters during his visit to Dathomir. The only way to derive much enjoyment out of this fight is to crank the game down to story mode, where Malakos's ridiculous attack speeds and reach are nerfed, making it far easier to chip away at his health and actually have some fun with it. But played on any other difficulty, he is simply just a cheap and frustrating boss battle. As with most of the game's bosses, he's able to cancel your attacks if he's in the middle of an elaborate attack animation himself, and he also possesses the baffling ability to near-instantly replenish his drained stamina if the game wills it. This can make whittling away his health an exercise in intense annoyance, especially once he begins throwing debris your way. Even with a trio of stims at your disposal and some help from a night sister, this fight is a major pain in the ass. Making matters worse is that upon dying, you'll need to sit through a long loading screen and run all the way back to the start of the bloody fight. Do yourself a favor and bump the difficulty down to story mode because the air quote satisfaction of beating him the hard way isn't worth the time out of your day that it will likely waste. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 